when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there if he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the new uh, pre, pre-week, pre-series uh, podcast. I don't know what we we're going to call this. Maybe you guys can come up with a name. Uh, but welcome to the Soto Mojo podcast. Either way, my name is Colby Patnode, and I'm joined, as always, by Ty Gonzalez. Ty, uh, I, I know we have a lot to talk about this weekend, but before we do, uh, how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty well coming out of that weekend. That was that was pretty fun, right? It was fun. Um, of course, you know the Mariners go uh, three and one against the Boston Red Sox, uh, run their season record to five and one, and of course, the only thing we're going to talk about today is the one that they actually lost. Right? I mean, that seems to be kind of everybody's favorite topic right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, clearly uh, Hunter Strickland has never taken a communications class in his life. So <laughs> apparently neither is Scott service. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, uh, yeah, man, that, that, that one was tough. Um, but you know, considering that you lost that game just because of a couple of, uh, relievers that aren't going to be a part of your future, that's a pretty good sign. Um, yeah, that's, that's not a huge, that's not like a really tough one to swallow. It just, it sucked, but you know, considering the uh, the implications that uh, you know of this year and and uh, just everything going on, it, it really didn't bother me as it usually would. Right, uh, that that game was really the first instance that Mariners fans got to do the uh, never should have traded Diaz BS. Um, right. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about that more at length on our regular show. Um, but on today's podcast, guys, and just so you guys are aware, yes, this is early, um, but Ty and I have kind of decided that uh, we're going to three shows a week. This is a ser- so on the first show of the week, which is probably going to be on a Monday, maybe sometime Sunday afternoon, maybe um, after the Mariners play. But typically on Mondays, we're going to come in, we're going to talk about the weekend series that we just watched, and then we're going to preview the upcoming series um, as well. And then on uh Typically, it'll be Wednesdays, maybe Tuesdays. Sometime middle in the week, we'll come back for our normal podcast. It'll be roughly an hour long. We'll do the whole gambit of Mariner topics and all that stuff. And that'll be more of a big picture type of podcast. And then we'll come back at the end of the week, uh, either Thursday or Friday, and kind of take a look at what the series for the weekend looks like and the pitching matchups and all that stuff. So uh, this podcast is going to be a little bit different from our normal podcast, but that's okay. and uh, yeah, we'll just we're just gonna try and ease in and get our footing on this uh, three week podcast thing. So bear with us if you would. Um, but anyways, Ty, let's go. Let's talk about the series uh, more in depth. Let's. I'm gonna ask you a, a question here uh, that I think is pretty interesting. And that is, what was your favorite game from this last weekend? Ooh, Lots to choose uh, from. Yeah, I mean, I I think you kind of have to go with the uh, the the opening day game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going up against someone like Chris Sale and yeah. um, making him look trash, honestly, <laughs> uh, it was uh, 
very surprising and mm-hmm. um and incredibly fun <laughs> right. i mean just just to see the the reaction on twitter from red sox fans and uh and all that it was it was you know i obviously none of us could have predicted what the, you know that that was going to happen the the you know the, the mariners blowing out the <laughs> the defending world champion red sox 12 to 4 with uh you know <laughs> a perennial cy young candidate on the mound um yeah, I, 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 I mean, yeah, you got the Tim Beckham uh, home runs, you know, with the bat flips and everything. You got, and especially to think about the way that it started, it started so poorly <laughs> for the Mariners too. You know, they got down in the two, uh, the two zero hole. Uh, Jay Bruce had that ball that he just completely whiffed on at first. Um, <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, it was. It, it didn't look like that was going. Like, uh, it, I if I had to, you know, predict, it, I thought it was going to be twelve four Boston, not twelve four Mariners. <laughs> you know, like uh, right. just the way that that started. That was that was insane how, how quickly that game turned. And you kind of saw that again yesterday too. Before yeah. I, I let you go, you know, the the Red Sox got off to that three zero uh, start. You know, the Porcello looked great in the first inning. Um, and then it just changed. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, that just seemed like one of those, you know, Sunday games where the Mariners, you know, their their offense doesn't really have it that day. And, you know, the their opponent gets off to a pretty quick lead. And that's just kind of it. But they, they they hung on there. And that this is a team that's resilient. And we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, later. But I want to I want to hear what uh, your favorite game of the weekend was. Yeah, um, I mean, it may not come as a shock, but my favorite was yesterday. And that was because I was actually, you know, at the game, um, right. which always adds a nice uh, flair. But like you mentioned, I do want to I, I do want to give the team credit because, you know, coming into yesterday, they had pretty much achieved in the series what, you know, we thought would be best case scenario. They had guaranteed yeah. a split. They basically should be up three. They should basically should have won the series already. We got to see Yusei Kikuchi. He looked really good. Uh, You know, the offense was clicking and all that stuff. And then, like you said, it's a Sunday game. It's a getaway day. Um, The Mariners are the only team right now. One of the only teams that hasn't had an off day yet. And granted, they did have the the long stretch in there. But they still had to play two regular season games before that. They played more games than anybody so far early in the year. And... They got down three nothing early, and it would have been just so easy for them to be like, "Ah, well, you know, that's, I, you know, just don't have it today. Whatever. Uh, we'll re- re- uh, we will regroup. We'll get ready for Anaheim, and we will uh, we'll take our split and be happy with it." And uh, they most certainly didn't. And uh, you know, like you said, Porcello looked really good early, and the Mariners just kind of chipped away, just kind of got the pitch count up, hit mistakes. Uh, and they just kind of grind it out at bats. And then all of a sudden, boom, you see the seven run inning. Um, it was just, it was really fun. And it was different than what we had seen because it wasn't Domingo Santana and it wasn't Tim Beckham. Instead, this time it was Jay Bruce and Omar Narvaez and or like Ryan Healy, Mitch yeah, Hanniger, D. Gordon. D. Gordon had what, three RBI, four RBI, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gave him the player of the game in yesterday's recap. Yeah, he was really good. And. Uh, you know, Wade Wade pitched a lot better than his final line would have you believe. 
Santana takes that horrible route in left field. Ryan Healy has the throwing air. Um, those are, that's three outs right there. And, uh, like we've mentioned before, you cannot give this Red Sox team that many outs in an inning and not expect them to make you pay. So I thought Wade threw the ball. Well, um, I thought everybody with the exception of, uh, Corey Guerin threw the ball pretty well. Uh, I just, I had, I had a lot of fun and it was, like I said, it was fun to see a team that, you know, got down early, had really nothing left to play for in the series. And they said, no, we're just, you know, we're, we're going to win. And, uh, you know, like it was just, it was really awesome to see. Um, so that, that was my favorite game. Um, but yeah, opening day, there was just something special about that with the game on ESPN and the whole country watching and, uh, they put on a show. So, uh, it was, it was just an awesome series all the way. Even the, even the game they lost, I was really, I typed in our private chat that that, that loss was still a net positive for the Mariners, um, because Kikuchi looked great. Um, and the offense looked really good against a good pitcher. Uh, and like you mentioned, Hunter Strickland is probably not going to be here next year. Um, or if he is, he's probably the sixth or seventh inning guy for you. Uh, and he was hurt. So, I mean, I just, I, I can't take away many negatives from that series. So, uh, um, overall, like I said, it was a great series. I, I would put opening day at number two for me. Um, and the only reason it's number two and not number one is because I was at the game yesterday. So that's, that's the one I was most excited about. Well, you know, think about how improbable some of these, uh, games were to win. Um, mm-hmm. you know, cause the Mariners really, and I wrote this yesterday that they did everything that we had concerns about. Their yep. bullpen was not very great. Uh, you know, they 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 made, you know, they played horribly on defense. You know, you think about Dylan Moore, but you also think about like the Jay Bruce play, and you think about Ryan Healy and and Santana and and all that. They had all these gaps, all these mistakes against a an elite team, and somehow still won. Yeah, and they, you know, again, they probably sweep them if Hunter Strickland straight up tells Scott Service and Rob Nodine I'm not good to go. You yeah. know, and 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 that's that's insane <laughs> to think about because they I I don't I I really don't understand how they how they won three of those four games because they did everything we expected them to do, you know, in a, in a negative light and still came out with the wind yeah it's just that's that's what's funny that the reasons we thought this team might be um i don't think we ever thought they were going to be bad but the reason we kind of wrote this team off uh like you mentioned bullpen and defense and for most of that series uh the reasons they should have lost was because of the bullpen and the defense and yet um they didn't <laughs> so uh yeah and I just, you know, I think it's, I, I'm not a big Scott service fan. I'm really not. And I think anybody who's uh, followed the website for any amount of time knows that, uh, he's not my cup of tea. Uh, however, uh, one thing I can't deny is that he seems to have built some kind of culture pretty quickly with a brand new group of guys. Cause as you mentioned, the Dylan Moore game, which I'm sure we'll be calling it now for until the end of time, <laughs> you yeah. know, there was no throwing him under the bus. There was no taking him out of the game. There was none of this whole, 
you know, we, we saw as we saw a team rally around him after the game. They get the win. They tell him to shake it off. They don't send him down the next day. There seems to be yeah. something with this 25-man roster where they at least they have each other's backs. And this early in the season with, I think there's 17 new players on the 25-man roster, mm-hmm. something like that. That says something to me. So I, I give Scott Service a lot of credit for finding a way to build a culture that quickly. Um, and I mean, obviously credit goes to the guys as well. They have to buy in and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, we just saw, you know, somebody make an error and they would come up the next inning and they would get a big hit. It just, there is something, prob- I think there's probably something a little freeing about going in there and just being like, hey, you know, whatever. Like we're not expected yeah. to win anyway. So we make a mistake. No big deal. Um, I think, yeah. I, I think really like, I think last year was a huge learning experience for um, Scott Service, for, for Jerry DePoto, just for upper management in general, and, and for some of the guys that stuck around like Dee Gordon and, and right. Mitch Haniger. I think, you know, with everything that went on with Gene Segura and just kind of the, um, you know, the whole meltdown that they had basically over the course of the summer, you know, I think that taught them a lot because, you know, you've seen it now. They've handled pretty much everything perfectly. You know, you think yep. about the Ichiro situation. They handled that amazingly. Mm-hmm. They, the, um, the way that they, they, they built this roster and gave opportunities to those who earned it, you know, someone like Braden Bishop, fantastic. And now, you know, you're seeing them. They're all, they all have a mutual respect for one another. They all have something that they're certainly playing for that, you know, and they, they have this chip on their shoulder because of Mm -hmm. what people like you and I have been saying, you know, about them that, you know, they're probably not going to be that good, you know, but they're also, well, you know, in other, other places have been a lot worse than, than us, you know, a lot of places I'm saying, you know, worst they're going to be awful. Yeah. yeah they're going to be awful. They're going to be one of the worst teams in baseball. They're, you know, and you know, you see the fans are saying, well, I'm not coming to the games. I'm not doing this again. You know, I'm not, you know, all that. And yet, you know, despite all the huds, they're, they're playing well. And, you know, and again, they, they Another thing, they handled the Dan, uh, Dylan Moore situation perfectly yep. as well. They, um, You have to set that precedent with mm-hmm. someone like that because you cannot suddenly choose Christopher Negron over Dylan Moore. You cannot do that with, with what you have said to your ball club and said to the fans that we are focused on the future. Dylan Moore has, even though that he's just you know right now a utility infielder, He's a young guy that has some potential and could be with you for the future. Christopher yeah. Negron doesn't. He's not that. He's not that guy at all. So, you know, Dylan Moore, you, ha- you have to stick with him. You have to give him that opportunity, and you have to do exactly what Jerry DePoto said at um, when they had those press conferences back in, what was it, January? Mm-hmm. At T-Mobile Park. They they have to allow these guys to fail at the major league level. Yep. And Dylan Moore failed at an extraordinary level that night. (laughs) I I have never seen that before in my life. And I probably won't ever see that again. That was insane. What happened to him? Yeah. Just because like you think about like, 
obviously, yeah, like committing three errors in a row is insane. But the fact that the ball was hit to him on three, three times in plays, a row. Yeah, as well. Like he, he even had the, the, the idea that he even had that opportunity to begin with right. is insane in and, in and of itself. So, yeah, like, you know, I feel, I felt for the guy, you know, I, I said in our private chat, I'm like, Jerry's probably calling Negron because that's what I, I expected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't what I wanted. You know, some of our other, uh, you know, people in our chat, we were kind of wanting that, but that's not what I wanted. You know, but I expected, I fully expected that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that it didn't. Because yeah. that sets that precedent for guys like Braden Bishop and Kyle mm-hmm. Lewis and all that, that it's okay if you fail here. It's okay. You need to take your lumps. You need to struggle. So you, because that's how you get better. That's how you get better as a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's. You know, it just it's refreshing to see. And, you know, we talk about other things. We talk about the team setting a precedent. They put Felix Hernandez as the number five starter. Tonight is yep. game seven. It's Felix's first start of the year. And yep. when you make that, you when you make this, it's okay to fail. You know, it's okay. To, we're trying. We're actually building for the future. We want to pr- practice what we preach. And then you would to throw Felix Hernandez in game one. It completely negates everything. And so far, they haven't. Braden Bishop, you earned a chance to go to Tokyo with the team. You're going. Dylan Moore, you won that job. And just because you had one bad inning doesn't mean you're a bad player. You're staying on this team. You know, and it's just, it's it's really refreshing to see. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I said, this is, it's a lot of fun to watch this team. Um, and a lot of it is the expectations. And a lot of it is, is that, uh, you know, like I said, if they fail, I'm not counting every win or every loss. It's like, Oh, that's the one that's going to keep them out of the playoffs. It just, it's, there's something about this team that, like I said, I don't know the, the five and one start hasn't changed my opinion of who they're going to be this year. Um, and it really shouldn't change anybody's opinion, but they're five and one, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're, yeah. I mean, at some point they played really, see, that's the thing. I, it's like, I want to say they played really good base. They really didn't. They really didn't, Yeah. but they hit, <laughs> they hit and they play <laughs> good enough defense and they had a good enough bullpen. By the way, there are a lot of positives out of that bullpen yeah. and we will surely talk about them more in depth on our regular podcast. Um, but I'm know a lot of people are, I, they're focusing their rage on, Two, two people really and the rest of the bullpen to be honest has been pretty solid so um yeah i, I do want to give a, a quick shout out to brandon brennan he mm-hmm. was fantastic in his appearance he looks oh, yes. great he looks oh, great yeah. there that, is a lot of life on that fastball he looks really good i'm really excited about brandon brennan yeah that's not something he ever was uh i when he was drafted i remember uh, the report on him was basically like average slider, you know, 91, 92 sinker, like, you know, just sinker slider guy. And then he yeah. comes in against the defending world champs against the heart of their order. And he's 95 with movement and like a 60, 65 grade changeup on the 2080 yep. scale. And you're just sitting there going, who the heck is this? And uh, side note, that's why you don't need to go pay for a closer right now. But again, we will talk about that on Wednesday. Um, yeah. So before we jump ahead to the uh, Angels series, which starts tonight, 
Um, I do want to ask you uh, to hand out three quick, uh, two quick uh, awards. Sorry. Uh, sure. One, who was the uh, MVP of that series for the Mariners? I mean, man, there's there's so many yeah. that you, you you can pick from. Uh, you know, Tim Beckham won AL Player of the Week. Yep, um, seems like the easy choice. <laughs> I honestly, I would have given it to Domingo Santana. Yeah. I, I, um, and that's probably who I'm gonna pick. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He he looks like a dominant force at that top uh, at the top of the lineup. Um, I really liked when he was hitting two. Um, obviously, you know, if Malik right. is going to lead off, you, you you want Mitch to be number two. But I I, re- I really like that one-two punch with Mitch. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, he was he was fantastic. Uh, you saw the thing where he he set the record for uh, for RBIs in March, right? Yeah, <laughs> which is a I pretty saw. pretty funny stat, but I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, so you, I, what about you? You know, what are you thinking? Do you think of Tim Beckham? Um, you know, I, I probably would, but I do want to give some love to a guy that I spend a lot of time, uh, flexing a love hate relationship with. Um, and that was Ryan Healy, who has just been absolutely yeah. fantastic, um, at the plate again, the defense, he's never going to be good there. Just learn to accept it. I have, uh, and you know, it's it's funny. I I talk a lot of uh, a lot. I talk neg- about the negatives of Ryan Healy, uh, probably more than anybody else. But that doesn't mean I don't like the guy. I think he's uh, I, he seems like an awesome guy. You know, I have the you know I have the Healy smash Healy good tweet that I send out every time he cranks a home run. I really like <laughs> the guy, and I I want him to be good. Um, and like I said, it's not that I don't see the the upside. He's got thirty home run power. You know he probably can hit for a decent average. My thing with Healy has always been, well, he doesn't get on base. You know, he doesn't yeah. walk at all. So he needs to hit to get on and hitting 240 is not going to be good enough for him then. Um, but yeah, you remember when he came up for the second half in 2016, yeah. I think it was with Oakland. He was great. Like he had like a yeah. 340 on base and kind of starting to look like that. And if he can do that, then the Mariners have themselves another building block. Um, and... Well, remember he got he got hurt at the beginning of last year, and I wonder how much that did affect his his year overall. Right. Uh, uh, we we did hear about some mechanical changes he made uh, to his swing this year as well. Um, I think he they mentioned on the broadcast that he was working with uh, the same hitting coach that Mitch Haniger did. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know he looked at, he looked atrocious in spring though. Yeah, he he did, man, and that just kind of goes to show you, but. And of course, Ryan Healy's not this good. He will cool off. We all know it. Um, yeah. In fact, most of these guys will, and that's probably when you'll start to see some kind of losing streak. But for now, Ryan Healy looks really good. He's driving the ball. He's hitting it hard. And there was a, a nice piece of hitting I saw where he just, I think he was down in the count, and he just kind of, he worked a ground ball through the right side, beat the shift. And, you know, that's insignificant when you consider that he had like six doubles in uh in the first six games uh but that that shows growth because in the past that's a pitch he either swings through or he rolls over on um and he didn't so i I just i wanted to make sure i gave ryan healy a little bit of love because he is uh he is hitting right up there with all the other guys um and that that could be a a game changer if he's you know 70 percent of this for the rest of the year um right so uh, next next award I want you to I want to give you to uh, is the unsung hero award, 
And uh, if you need some time to think about this, I have mine picked out. So let me know if you have yours or you want me to go first. Uh, yeah, I got to give it to Mike Leak. Mike yep. Leak was fantastic on mm-hmm. uh, Saturday. Yeah, he wow. That, I, I, I had I right? did not expect that whatsoever. He went six innings, struck out seven. Yeah, are you serious? <laughs> like, Gave up two he, earned. Didn't he strike out Mookie on like three pitches? Yeah, or something in the like first that? inning. Jesus. Good morning. Incredible. Good afternoon. Good night. Yeah. Just incredible performance from Mike Leake. I was so impressed, especially after he had that horrible start against the Padres. <laughs> that, Same that part was, too. I know. Same. It made no sense. It Just really, like the rest of the series. That's right. So. Yeah, Mike Leake. Mike Leake was the one that came to mind right away for me. Um, I, I thought if I thought it was pretty funny on uh, after the first inning uh, on our private chat, I did tweet. I did. Uh, I did send the message like, "Let's watch Mike Leake spend seven innings of two-run baseball," uh, just as a complete joke. And I, I got pretty close, man. Uh, I got six and two, so I was pretty close. But yeah, the one thing you didn't expect were the strikeouts because last year, in like 180 innings, Mike Leake had. 110 strikeouts like <laughs> six per nine uh yeah but he seven strikeout man that slider was filthy he was sometimes he dipped down a little bit lower and he changes arm angle the fastball up was getting swings and misses um it was really really cool to see uh mike leak uh, definitely deserves a lot of credit um but just to be different and to throw another name out there i'm going to give it to his battery mate from that night uh tom murphy who was recently uh, acquired who I don't think we actually talked about on the podcast because it happened after our last show. Um, yeah. But we'll talk about him more on uh, on Wednesday's show. Uh, but yeah, he looked really good. He went, he got on base three times, I think. Um, he saw 24 pitches. Um, he called a good game. He worked well with a guy he's never caught before. Um, I thought I thought he looked really good, and uh, you know the catching situation looks a lot better um, now. Uh, no offense to David Freitas, who did a uh, did a nice job on opening day, um, but Murphy has some upside, uh, and we'll see. I, I just thought he played really well, and I'm always impressed when a new catcher comes in in the middle of a season and is just you know good right away. Um, so we'll see how all that goes. But I, I would I would agree it's the Mike Leake and Tom Murphy battery uh, that was the most underappreciated player this week. Yeah. Yeah, All right. I, I was really impressed with Tom Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll especially talk, like, like think about like, um, just real quick on mm-hmm. that Rumbelow strikeout at the end yeah. of the game. You see the way that he framed that got yeah, down went, low, went down and got it, got underneath it and came right up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really, really solid debut for him. Yeah, I agree. We'll go into a little bit more about what Tom Murphy is supposed to bring to the table on Wednesday's show. Um, but for now, we're going to wrap this up with a look ahead to the uh, upcoming series against the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, the Mariners take on the Angels. The Angels got off to a 1-3 and three start. Um, first pitch is at 7-10 tonight um, on Root Sports, obviously, at Safeco Field. And uh, tomorrow is another 7 o'clock game, so uh, no getaway day or anything like that. It's, two, it's a two-game series against the Angels. Tonight's pitching matchup features Chris Stratton, who the Angels just recently acquired at the end of spring training. You might remember him from the Giants last year. Um, and he is being opposed by Felix Hernandez, who takes him out for the first time in 2019. <laughs> so I guess we'll just start right here. Um, what do you expect to see from Felix Hernandez tonight? 
nothing good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, yesterday I tweeted, uh, you know, if you guys really, uh, really enjoyed that bullpen performance, just wait until tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, uh, yeah, the, 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 I expect Felix to uh, to get rocked pretty hard tonight, just as he did in spring. But you never know. Uh, <laughs> clearly, you know, the crazy things are happening in that Mariners clubhouse right now. And uh, I don't know. man. you know, obviously the Angels, they took a big hit losing Justin Upton. Yep. Um, so their lineup is uh, is a little bit uh, worse for the wear. Um, but still, you know, Mike Trout's had had Felix's number for for quite some time. You know, we might see one of those uh, first inning home runs. You know, just, yeah, <laughs> just as you know, it, it just it happens. It always does. It always seems to happen. Um, but yeah, I uh, you know, I don't I don't expect a whole lot. You know, I expect him to just still try to throw his fastball and fail uh, doing so. I expect him to not try to be. Uh, deceptive and you know just uh just be, more the be same. pretty quickly yeah, yeah i expect like a three to four inning outing from felix tonight um if we're being honest right thankfully uh the chris stratton is not a great pitcher by any stretch um the mariners offense should be able to hang up a few numbers on him um you know with the obvious caveat of it's baseball and crazy things happen um on either side but like you mentioned justin upton is out until I think 12 weeks. So he might be out till July. Um, Shohei Otani is not expected back until the middle of May, give or take. Uh, So he won't be in the lineup either. He's not going to pitch at all this year following the Tommy John, but he's out of the lineup. So it's a lot of Mike Trout and a whole lot of don't make the one, don't throw the one pitch that Albert Pujols can still hit. I mean, that's pretty much the game plan. Um, Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, Anderson Simmons is still really good, still a really good player. Um, you know, Justin Bohr is a solid, uh, solid bat against right. So, I mean, it's not it, David Fletcher's OK. Yep. David Fletcher's a nice little player. Um, Zach Cozart, is he back? Uh, uh, I can't. I don't know. I'm going to pull up their box score from yesterday and just kind of look at uh, what they're rocking. With. It's kind of a forgettable team aside from Mike yeah. Trout. I mean, it really is. You know, because... they got they got Cole Calhoun who remember he had a WRC plus of four through like most of last year. And then he, he, then he got crushed things. the Mariners. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the yeah, Mariners. He's, a, he's off to a pretty nice start. Uh, yeah. Zach Cozart is back. Uh, Tommy Listella is their second, was their second baseman yesterday. Oh, um, oh, they got a, they have a guy that you really like uh, Brian Goodwin. Oh yeah. I, they picked him up on waivers the other day. Uh, yeah, but still, that's that's oh not. Oh my ex- god, Peter what? Borges is still in yeah, the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not not a scary lineup by any stretch down there uh, in LA. Uh, which I mean, not that surprising when you lose Otani and Upton. Uh, yeah, those are your second and third best hitters by a mile. So uh, yeah, but so Felix gets a bit of a soft landing, but still. We'll see how Felix does. Um, but like I said, the Mariners should be able to put up some runs uh, tonight as well. Um, so that's uh, Stratton versus Felix. We jump ahead to tomorrow's game. We get uh, Trevor Cahill versus Marco Gonzalez. Um, Marco getting already his third start in the first eight games. Um, and the Angels are uh, countering with uh, Trevor Cahill, who is making his second start after signing a uh, one-year contract, I believe, with the Angels this offseason. 
Uh, he was not particularly great on opening day. Uh, he allowed four runs over six innings, uh, gave up a couple homers. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really, I'm really surprised that they let him be their opening day starter over like Tyler Skaggs or, uh, Matt Harvey, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a weird decision, right? Yeah, it is. Just... Or even over, uh, Jaime Berea. Cause I assume that's yeah. their other starter, right? I would think so. I, I liked Berea last year when I saw him throw against the Mariners. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, Marco is, uh, like I said, he's getting his third start. He was really good against the Angels last year. Um, some of his best outings came against the Angels. And as I'm reading his little uh, his little bio here, you realize he made six starts against them last year? Yeah. Oh, really? I had yeah. five. I got six. That's what it says on the MLB okay. page. But, yeah, I mean, even – I mean, I get that he's an in-division guy, but six still seems really high, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like when it felt like James Paxson would only pitch against the Astros. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, you know, it just it, that just always seemed to line up perfectly oh, for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, like if he's if he's dominant against them, why, you know, why not? Um, obviously, you know, Marco hasn't looked fantastic in his first two starts, um, has had some command issues. Uh, you know, obviously a little bit of that goes into, you know, the, um, lack of, you know, action that he saw in spring training. You know, he had that one start against the, the Royals where he was supposed to go six and only went about three, I think. Yeah. He went like three or four. Um, you know, so he, he, he's still clearly trying to get into the groove. Uh, but today or tomorrow is a really good good night for him to to do so. You know, he was he was uh, I believe two and zero in those starts. That's the number that I have. Uh, yeah. Had a two eight eight FIP um, and a K per nine of nearly ten um, in those starts. So uh, if he's if he's going to get back on the horse uh, pretty quickly, the this is probably the start to do it. And uh, I expect a, a pretty pretty solid outing from Marco. Right. Um, I, I would agree. I think Marco's looked pretty good. Uh, not great, obviously. Um, but it seems to be he'll lose his command for an inning, maybe two. And then he seems to settle right back in. Um, at least that was the case against Oakland, and that was also the case against Boston. Um, we'll see. I, I would still, like I said, Trevor Cahill was really good last year. I think I actually wrote an article about why he was a really good candidate for the Mariners. Um, before they started their rebuild. Um, but yeah, that's a guy that you you can score off of. He's not a huge strikeout guy. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, the pitching matchups um, and how they play out. Uh, so real fast, what, uh, what do you think it would be a successful series against the Angels? Do they need to take both for you to consider it a success, or is one, or is a split okay? No, yeah, I think a split is uh, really what I'm expecting. You know, I... I like I said, I don't expect big things from Felix. I could also see this being a game that the offense kind of um, goes away in, even though that Chris Stratton is on the mound. You, you know, right. you just you never know. Sometimes it happens. Uh, yeah, I, I it could be a letdown game. Uh, that's kind of what I'm preparing myself for. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I think I think a split is good enough. Yeah, you, know, you go, you know, you you get you go into the off day six and two. That's mm-hmm. way better start than uh, than anyone could have predicted. So um, yeah, I think I think if you go into into the off day six and two, you hang your hat high. 
Yep, I would agree. I think a split is reasonable. I think it's a fair expectation. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they swept uh, the Angels in their little two game set. I'd be a little bit surprised if they got swept. Um, I'm just I'm really not buying the Angels at all this year. Uh, at least certainly not without Upton and Otani. Um, but like I said, we'll see. It's baseball. You never know. The Angels are off to a one and three start. Um, now I'm blanking on who the Angels played the A's, right? No. Yeah. Yep. The A's. Did they? Yep. Okay. In Oakland. Yeah, in Oakland. All right. So, um, he said, "We'll see. We'll see how all that plays out. It's baseball. You never know." Uh, but those are the pitching matchups uh, for the upcoming series. We have Felix versus Stratton tonight, and then tomorrow we have uh, Marco Gonzalez versus um, Trevor Cahill. So uh, we might see some offense this series. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, any final thoughts on the Boston series or anything before we wrap up our inaugural? I, I don't even know what to call. <laughs> I don't know what to I, call this. Well, I think I think um, one uh, one thing that I'm really excited to see in this series, hopefully, is to see uh, David McKay make his debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited about what he did last year. Uh, was really impressed with him. The you know the people at MLB Pipeline too were pretty impressed with him. They made him the twenty five or twenty fifth uh, uh, prospect on their uh, in the Mariners top thirty uh, for this year. So um, yeah, excited to see what he can do. Um, I just you know I love it as soon as they as, as as more of these young guys start to get called up, it's it's really exciting to uh, to see. And you know David McKay's just you know one of the first and of many that we'll we'll see over the uh, over the course of the year. Yep, uh, we'll get to see if he does get to make his debut because I believe Anthony Swarzak is getting really close. Um, and, of course, the Mariners would have to make a move uh, there. McKay seems like the natural guy, but maybe they'll send down somebody else. Um, so, yeah, watch out for Anthony Swarzak. I believe I saw Monday. It might have been next one. I should have pulled this up before I mentioned it, but Swarzak is a closer candidate. Um, maybe not right away as they try to ease him into it, but Swarzak should be back soon. Uh, so watch out for him in the Angels series. Um, so that's going to wrap up this little uh, mini pod or series pod or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we will be back with our normal full-length show on Wednesday. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at SotoMojoFS. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search SotoMojo. And, of course, visit the website. And uh, we have a couple of good articles up right now. We have an article looking at... Uh, the Mariners bullpens of the past and these boy, that's bleak sometimes. And uh, I also just uh, published an article this morning about why the Mariners should not sign Craig Kimbrell or really even be all that interested in him. So make sure you guys visit the site, sotomojo.com. Uh, like I said, uh, subscribe to the podcast guys. It helps us out a lot. Download uh, downloads help out a lot too. And let us know what you think of these uh, three a week podcasts. Uh, we're going to give it a go for a while. Um, but if it's something that you guys don't like, then we'll we'll just we'll stick to our normal ones. So just let us know how you feel about all that. Um, so from all of us here at SotoMojo.com, thank you for listening, and uh, go Mariners. <laughs>